Greetings, members and friends of Navy Team New London. I'm Captain Todd Moore, Commanding Officer of Naval Submarine Base New London, and welcome to this episode of the Subbase Klaxon. The Klaxon is a podcast focused on discussing the people, programs, and processes that, ser- that help Subbase serve its tenant commands and patrons. I hope that in every episode, you'll take away something that just may enhance your appreciation for or understanding of the base, its mission, and our southeastern Connecticut military community. Speaking of our community, in today's Claxon episode, we focus on our sub-base team dedicated to morale, welfare, and recreation, or as we can't live without acronyms, MWR. Regardless of your social and recreational interests, sports and fitness, going to the movies, traveling, or enjoying the outdoors, our sub-base MWR team seeks to have a program for you. But the programs aren't limited to adults. Safe, fun, and educational programs are also available for children and youth. We encourage you to make the most of your free time at Naval Submarine Base New London and save money by taking advantage of the many MWR programs available. Eligible participants include active duty military, reservists, retired military, DOD civilians, and their family members. At many sub-base facilities, MWR staff work the counters and behind the scenes to offer outstanding customer support. Some of them have been working here for decades, while some may be short-term hires to fulfill a specialized need, lifeguarding at North Lake, for example. Today, I'm delighted two leaders within MWR have agreed to join us for the conversation. Candace Dumas is our Deployed Forces Manager and Acting Deputy Director of MWR, and Kathy Terrell is our Director of Child and Youth Programs for MWR. And I'm joined again for the conversation by Subbase Command Master Chief Kellen Volan. Welcome to the Claxon, Candace and Kathy. And welcome back, Master Chief. Good to be here again. All right, first, a word of thanks. Like many commercial establishments, Subbase MWR shut down practically all operations last year as the pandemic broke out. Amidst all that uncertainty, the MWR team pivoted to provide outstanding initiatives and safe and engaging opportunities. From drive-in movies on the ball fields, that I certainly enjoyed, to traveling table tennis tournaments and special programs for sub-school students, Limited to, the, uh, limited to on-base liberty, MWR and their services have been awesome. So Candace, uh, would you tell us uh, what the last year has been like for your team? Um, to say things have been challenging is an understatement. We have, however, a silver lining of finding some very interactive programming that has taken us to creative new heights. So we have done some virtual programming such as fitness instruction, We have also offered story time with Marguerite and Alexis. We have created pop-up s'mores. We have traveling table tennis. We have had the opportunity to do some really new and exciting things that we've never done before. Our strategic planning is focusing on getting us back into our facilities and more programming. We are very excited, but are a little uh, leery that people may have found new alternative ways to recreate. That's an exciting new challenge for us to reinvent ourselves and bring our patrons back to our facilities. All right, no doubt. And and Master Chief, uh, coming up from the waterfront in the past year and now joining the Subbase Triad, uh, what has your been? What has your take been on MWR team's efforts? Well, it started for me um, even pre-Triad. I both of my children were uh, enrolled at the CDC at 
six weeks, whatever the youngest, Kathy would let them in the door. Uh, Kylie and Sophia were both there. Uh, and just walking through there a couple of weeks ago and then having the opportunity to spend some time there this weekend, it really is a family, uh, and we feel very much part of that family. Um, just our, Sophia's child, like when she was in the infant room, her instructor, Michelle, or her her care provider, Michelle, was there. We walked in the building. We saw Michelle, and Michelle was like, oh, my God, how is Sophia? Mm-hmm. And just mm-hmm. she hadn't seen her in probably, you know, a couple of years. And so um, that's been my specific take just on that was our entryway into MWR programs. And then I got an opportunity to meet Candace uh, several years ago as I deployed for the first time on North Dakota. And everything we always asked for, Candace provided and MWR provided, whether it was board games when board games were cool, uh, video games now that video games are cool, uh, Candace would go out of her way to make sure that those things happened. And um, I think one of the biggest, the best thing that they did was Candace and Bob Kidd at MWR were on the ground leading the way to our first pre-deployment COVID sequester on the waterfront. Mm -hmm. And without the MWR programming to populate that barge and make it useful and fun and find new and creative ways to recreate popcorn machines and karaoke machines and everything else that we did on there. Uh, the gym was unbelievable. There was just so much great stuff. Uh, that, is a, that, that is a small token of what they do every day on base. And it's so cool to see now, from my perspective, Vice um, having to sweat through all those details when I was on the boat. So yeah, it was, uh, it's, they have been a true example to us all about how to persevere and make it through. Master, I think that that sequestration barge is is a great example, really, of how our MWR team led the way and how to do that up and down the East Coast. So, um, you know, one one program uh, in MWR also stands out as one we just can't take for granted. Uh, The program, above all others, that enabled sailors and critical frontline workers to stay on the job in the past year. Uh, Kathy Terrell and her team of super dedicated caregivers have been on the front lines of battling COVID-19 all year. Kathy, some days I just can't believe the lengths to which your team will go to provide safe places for uh, for children at the Child Development Center and in our school-age care program. Please share with our listeners some of the challenges that you've faced over the past year. Yeah, absolutely, and there have been many, but first and foremost, I have to say that I'm extremely proud of my CYP team. They've been boots on the ground throughout this entire pandemic, providing care to the most critical service members. We were the one constant throughout it. And it didn't mean that we didn't have reservations or concerns, but we knew we had a mission and we were dedicated to that mission and committed to it. So, so proud of them. You know, our first priority as always is safety of the children. So a lot of the challenges were putting those mitigations in place to ensure their safety. So making sure we had increased sanitation, make sure that we had uh, pre-screening available to make sure that everybody who entered the facility was safe to be there. And we created bubbles, um, which meant that children and teachers interacted with, with, with just within themselves. We limited interactions to keep them safe. And so all these things took time and planning, and at one point we were even down 75% of our staff because we had to do our due diligence to ensure they were safe from the pandemic as well. So really a lot of different challenges that we've uh, persevered through. It's made us all the more stronger. Uh, It really shows how committed we are to our service members and their families of Subbase New London and certainly proud to lead such an amazing team. Um, And we keep on making progress. We know as things are changing in this COVID environment, 
we want to continue to be able to better support our service members. And so starting on May 10th, we're expanding our hours to 4.30 in the evening. So that's a half hour increase. And we're going to keep on monitoring that so we can continue to move forward and get back to our typical hours of operation, which is 6 to 6. So uh, we'll continue to communicate to, that fam to our families. Uh, we're proud to be part of the New London team and uh, certainly proud of my team and all that they do. Well, Kathy, I know that we can't thank you, uh, Diana Scuncio, and the rest of your team enough for what you do for our, our children. Uh, I know, while I know you can't necessarily predict the future, uh, I ask that you uh, share with us what we might be able to expect this summer with respect to school age care and youth center activities. Absolutely. So, so we're excited because on the 24th of May, and again, we're rolling this out to our parents, you're hearing it first. Uh, the school age care children are going to be moving back to the youth center, so we're going back home. Uh, this, we've been at the CDC for the past year. Uh, we need to do that to make the best use of our staff and make sure we have those mitigations in place, but now we're, we're ready to go uh, back to our environment where we have a gym and we have great activities that are more suited to our school age care children. So that's the first uh, step that we're taking, uh, is moving backwards. Uh, oh, not moving backwards, but moving back to the youth center. <laughs> um, well, we want to move forward, right? Um, the other thing that we're doing is uh, we're going to have summer camp, but it's still not going to be the traditional summer camp that we typically have. It's going to look a little different. Uh, children are going to remain in self-contained classrooms. They're going to be mixed-aged. They're going to interface with a limited amount of teachers. And we're going to maintain children from families together. And again, this is just another mitigation that we have in place to protect us. Uh, from COVID-19 um, possibilities of, of contracting that and to limiting the impact that we might have on the mission by classroom closures. Uh, we're going to get out and about in the community. We're going to enjoy some outdoor field trips. We're looking forward to getting back hiking, but we are going to avoid indoor venues. Again, we're following the CDC guidelines, continue to monitor what that looks like um, and plan our camp around that. So for families who uh, took a pause, who were enrolled in the program and took a pause during COVID-19, they want to come back. We're still only providing care to those families who cannot self-care. So they do need to provide a child care declaration form that has to be signed by the sponsor's command. For new families that need care for the summer, still will go on militarychildcare.com. They'll go under either school age care or child development center and look for the temporary COVID option. Go ahead and apply. Uh, we're bringing in new families based on their priority and our staff availability. So we are looking forward to having a fun summer camp. I can guarantee your kids are going to have a great time, fun and engaging activities. We're excited to be back home and we continue to move forward. So as things change, we'll continue to brief our families through a variety of venues like social media, just as this podcast. We're sending out emails and we're providing lots of communication. So, and the other thing is, is tomorrow we have a PIB at uh, 4.30. The link for Google Meet is on Facebook, on our Youth Center Facebook page, and it's a great opportunity for parents to bring any questions they might have about how we're going to be uh, operating for our summer camp program. But we're looking forward to getting back to some normalcy. All right. I think we all are. Thank you, Kathy. Uh, Candice, uh, the, you know, both the, the library team uh, and MWR Food and Hospitality have really pivoted in the past year to continue to provide services, uh, providing a lot of welcome opportunities for those, especially uh, sub-school students who may have been uh, restricted to just be on the base. Pete Reynolds and the other uh, staff at Fast Attack, Reunions, and Goose Run have made that all happen and uh, made it look easy. So uh, I thank to, thanks to them, but what, what can you tell us about any 
other upcoming opportunities there. Okay. So our staff hated being closed. We definitely miss seeing our patrons face to face. And we are working very closely with emergency management as we have throughout the entire pandemic to safely offer anything that we possibly can. So although we were shut down for a very short period of time and reopened, our operations looked very different. Um, we have flip charts on tables at food and beverage operations. There's a little bit more screening. Um, of course, we got to keep our distance as we continue to move forward, but we are really excited as we're gearing up for spring and summer programming. We are, again, working with emergency management to safely offer a bunch of programs that are on the horizon. We're looking at every possible way to expand the program offerings and to go ahead and open facilities a little bit wider to include other audiences. Um, most of our stuff is currently open to active duty, but we are very excited to open the doors to everybody else. Things that you can look forward to in May is we have a Candyland Trail that will be at OAC where families can come. They'll walk along the trail. They'll meet the characters from the board game. They'll get some fun treats and experience Candyland firsthand. So we're very excited about that. And then we hope to see everyone this Saturday at our yard sale. We have some awesome things that we will be auctioning off. Some of those items include cars, we have outdoor sports equipment, water sports equipment, we have watches, and a variety of other things to include dishware sets. So if anyone's looking to host a party in the future, <laughs> come on out and get your dishware with us. We will be out there Saturday starting at 11 o'clock. So hope to see everybody there. And, and where should people go to uh, participate in that auction? It is down in the old Dermo lot. So if people aren't familiar, if you're headed down to the marina, instead of turning left, you would turn right. And you'll see the big open space where we'll have tons of signage to advise people where to go. Parking will be at the golf course or North Lake. But we will have people guiding you on your way and showing you where to go on the day of the auction. Again, that's Saturday, May 1st. All right. Thank you, Candace. You know, the, uh, uh, the folks at the gym have, uh, and the fitness centers have been, uh, their service has been exceptional as well and certainly had to change over the past year. Uh, in, in fact, they've helped support uh, sub-based emergency management and uh, clinic staff in opening up. Uh, mass vaccination sites in, in the Morton Hall Gymnasium where we've uh, vaccinated thousands and thousands of people. Uh, but with more vaccinations and improving virus infection rates, uh, we've been able to allow the expansion and, and, and reopening of some uh, uh, MWR opportunities. Master Chief, if you would, I know that you have your finger on the pulse of sailor and family fitness and wellness. You've been working with the MWR team on opening some things up. What can you tell us about that? Well, as Candace talked about, the uh, Outdoor Activity Center is coming along, uh, especially with the new Candyland uh, Trail, which is going to be really exciting. But we also, aside from the dedicated programming, we're opening it up to uh, joggers and hikers. It's a beautiful space on the base that gets often overlooked and underappreciated. Uh, so there's, uh, we're going to be cleaning that up a little bit on Friday as part of our, field, our, our base cleanup effort. And then uh, anticipate using that for other activities both MWR and just fitness and, and, and stuff as well. Um, I know the pool is almost done and we're, um, we're ready to be ready to open the pool here shortly. 
Uh, getting back to full patronage at uh, Morton Hall and Body Works. So we'll start with full patronage at Body Works, but once those shots and the COVID starts, COVID shots starts ramping down, uh, we're looking to bring Morton Hall back on, online to active duty first, and then slowly open it again uh, in our phased reopening, middle of next month about. Uh, so middle of May, that's exceptionally exciting. I know a number of people have come up to me and asked me when we're opening that up. Uh, and while I think everybody's been patient, as we understand, you know, we're going to do 600 COVID shots today, 800 or 600 today, 800 next week. Uh, we're ready to move forward and allow our, our patrons to patronize uh, our, all of our facilities. Uh, softball leagues are starting back up, um, looking at some kickball opportunities. Uh, Liberty Center, uh, Liberty is opening back up to expanding patronage. So there's a lot of things coming as spring turns to summer uh, when we get through all of, you know, get through the vaccinations, get those community health statistics uh, pushing in the right directions, and then get our sailors and our families healthier themselves because uh, we have all put on the COVID-19. Mm-hmm. Um, some of us have COVID-20, some of us have COVID-18, but I think some of us have all put on at least the COVID-19. Um, and so getting our, our sailors and our families back into the gyms, uh, back out doing all the awesome stuff that, that we provide for them. Uh, and then I speak on the behalf of two very excited, very enthusiastic little girls when I say we have to open the Wibbit as soon as possible. <laughs> well, thank you, Master Chief. So, Candace, what can you tell us about that? Uh, is there anything else we may uh, be able to expect later on this summer if, if conditions continue to improve? So, some of the things that we have already been looking at is if people have been here for a while, they have had the opportunity to experience our firework um, extravaganza at our summer fest we are looking at that very closely we're already in talks with firework vendors to get that rolling of course we are working very closely with emergency management to open the Whippet. the Whippet is a very popular attraction that we know our families missed last year and we're doing everything we can to provide that sports intramural sports are coming up a wide variety. We are looking at every possible opportunity to offer new and exciting events. So we haven't um, lost sight of the stuff that we formerly did. We um, intend to include that as well. But as we kind of reinvent ourselves as we come out of COVID-19 and we bring our patrons back into our facilities, we are looking at all kinds of new and exciting offerings that we are very excited to share with the community. I don't have all the specifics and details, but I can tell folks that are listening that this spring and summer is an exciting time for MWR and for Subbase, and we have a lot of things on the calendar. So please keep tuned to our Facebook account, to our other social media, so you can see all the great things that are that are coming up this summer. Okay, Candace, uh, in. In, in driving around the base, uh, Master Chief and I noticed the other day that the uh, uh, the pavilion at North Lake is also undergoing a renovation. What Can you tell us about uh, what's going on there? Absolutely. Our wonderful maintenance team, our regional maintenance team came up and they are completely redoing the roof of the pavilion. We are extremely excited about this project. We have um, been dreaming about this for years so it's very exciting for us we host a variety of events at north lake 
Of course, everyone's interested in the WIBID, but we also have command functions that occur there on a very regular basis, and we encourage that. We have Oktoberfest, we do fun runs that end at North Lake. We do a variety of things, and the roof and the infrastructure of that pavilion are a very critical element in our ability to offer those programs. And so we look very much forward to the project wrapping up in the next probably three to four weeks. So we can use that as a venue for all of the programs that we're looking forward to this summer. It's also a great place to overlook our beautiful golf course, which if no, if nobody, if you don't know by now, it is open. We are open and operating. We also have the food and beverage operation at golf that is open. Again, you'll see some funny COVID mitigation, so please pay attention to the flip charts on the table. If it's green, it's good to go. If it's red, then just wait for one of us to clean it for you. Um, but we are open, we are operating, so please come out and see us and get one of those famous golf course burgers that we all have missed over the last several months. Absolutely. <laughs> so speaking of uh, you know some other renovations going on the base, I've noticed that the uh, the space next to the library in the Dealey Center it has been uh, overhauled, mm -hmm. uh, looking shiny and new, uh, and uh, will be occupied soon by the USO of, of Metropolitan New York, uh, which, with whom we look forward to speaking on this podcast in the future. But uh, can you tell us a little bit more about their presence and how they're complementing your programs? Absolutely. The USO, as you mentioned, they have a beautiful facility. It's state-of-the-art. They have you know, the newest Apple computers, they have gaming stations, they're offering all of that. They'll have snacks and treats and the, the best thing that they have to offer is we have the ability to do some co-authoring co of programs. Um, the USO has a huge reach so they have opportunities to things that right now we might not get because things are closed but very soon we'll have the opportunity to give out tickets. They offer Every year when we have our Christmas celebration or our uh, holiday lights, if you will, we offer bikes. Those all come from the USO. Uh, some of the other programming that they do is when it comes time for all the balls and proms, they do a dress fitting and give people free dresses. So the USO has this amazing ability to get sponsors and things from all over. So they are just going to expand the ability for MWR to offer more and more exciting programs at a very low to no fee to our folks. So we're really excited, as are they, to come and meet everyone and be a part of the sub-base community. They are currently working with emergency management to set up the plans on how they can safely open. So we don't have a specific date as of right now when they will open, but it's targeted towards the end of May. So as that progresses, we'll keep everybody posted. We'll have everything on Facebook. We'll have you know things posted around base. So please come as soon as they open. Please come visit the USO and see what they have to offer. Okay. Well, thank you. We've we, we've covered quite a lot, uh, Kathy. Uh, you and your team generally have our people's first impression with MWR, as Master Chief mentioned, so I'll give you the last word. Is, is there anything that we've missed that you'd like to, to mention today? Well, I'd like to tell the listeners, come join our team. Uh, CYP is hiring right now. Mm -hmm. uh, we have flex full-time and regular part-time positions. It's a great career path, especially for our military spouses. Uh, we have something called the Employee Transition Program, 
where you can maintain the job that you have here at the next naval base your husband's going. We do all the paperwork and as long as you're in good standing, your next duty station, your job is there and you can continue on your career ladder. Uh, we offer tuition assistance. We offer benefits, medical and dental, a 401k and a retirement plan. Can't be beat. Plus an exceptional training program that will make you an outstanding caregiver in our program. You only need to be 18 with a high school diploma or GED. Um, you can go on usajobs.gov, uh, do a search, put CYP, look for Groton, and the job posting is there. And just make sure you dot your I's and cross your T's when you're applying and make sure everything they're asking for you're going to upload. But come join our team. It's highly rewarding. Uh, it's a great career path for our families. Uh, I'm sure you'll enjoy being part of our team. And the other thing I want to share with our listeners is, you know, as I said before, our CYP team has been boots on the ground throughout this entire pandemic providing high-quality services, child care services to military families. Um, and it's Provider Appreciation Week, the 3rd through 7th of May. So the CYP leadership team is going to have a lot of activities that I'm sworn to secrecy, so I can't <laughs> share with you. Um, but we are going to have opportunities for families to write notes to the caregivers to show their appreciation. So, you know, it doesn't matter if you're receiving services or not. Take a moment to, to write a note, stop on by, say hi. Um, and let the team know how appreciated they are for all they, they do. So we're really looking forward to the 3rd through 7th of May to really celebrate, and, and this year more than ever, because they've been such an integral part of meeting the mission. Um, and that said, just, you know, um, to all our sailors, our families, their children and patrons, we really miss them. Uh, we're looking forward to our progression and getting back to some pre-COVID normalcy, and uh, we look forward to the days where we can all be back together as a great big family and share the smiles and the laughter and our experiences. Um, but I think this pandemic has helped us grow. I think we're all the better for it when we, we take out the negatives. There are so many positives that we have, and uh, we've learned a lot through it, and we're just all looking forward to being back to providing the high-quality child care services that our, our military families expect and, and deserve. Well, what a, uh, a great wrap-up. Uh, and, and so to our listeners, uh, if you want to work for a great boss like Kathy, then uh, please uh, encourage uh, spouses or uh, anybody who's eligible to apply for a job there. Uh, I, I know it's a great place to work. So that's just about a wrap-up for this episode of the Subbase New London Claxon. I hope that this episode's conversation may have enhanced your appreciation for or understanding of the base, its mission, its, and our terrific southeastern Connecticut military community in the submarine capital of the world. I want to thank our guests again, Candace and Kathy. Thank you for representing our extraordinary MWR team and all that you and your team do. Listeners, when you see those smiling staff at the many MWR facilities and programs that we enjoy, please pass along your thanks as well. And with that, I want to thank all of you for listening. Please subscribe to this podcast and share it with friends who may be interested. You can stay up to date on the latest about Subbase New London through all our social media sites, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And join us soon for the next episode of The Claxon as we'll continue taking a deeper dive through discussions about the people, programs, and processes that help Subbase serve. Until then, as we say in the sea services, keep stowed for sea and ready for action.